Welcome to another edition of Real Talk with Real People, a candid conversation with Dr. Caroline Thea Jones. One of my favorite pastimes is talking to people. I love talking to people. It brings out the best in me. I especially like talking to people who, like me, are not afraid to get out there and live their best life. My guest tonight is exactly that. She has a BBA in accounting and an MBA in change management. She has worked in investment reporting, fraud investigations, and internal audit throughout her whole entire career. She is a certified fraud examiner and a certified internal controls auditor. And she is currently a fraud audit manager for a large bank. My guest tonight is Karen Everett. Karen is a lifelong life member of Alpha Kappa Alpha Sorority Inc. and a founding member of the Black and Hispanic Alumni Association at Hofstra University, where she earned her undergraduate degree. But that's not all. Karen is a marathoner, a triathlete, a foodie, and a frequent traveler. And guess what? She even owned her own travel agency once upon a time, which we hope is going to happen again. So she is my guest today on Real Talk, a candid conversation with Dr. Caroline Thea Jones. And I am Dr. Caroline Thea Jones, your host. And tonight, my co-host is Mr. Alvin Jones Sr., but everyone calls him AJ, and you can too. So I'm going to give him a few minutes to introduce himself to our listening audience Mr. Jones. Hey, what more is there to say? I'm just your TLC tonight. I'm that passenger in the side seat, just chilling out and just going to help make this conversation move along because this woman is one of my favorite women. Yeah, I have to tell you that uh, we <laughs> met way back. I don't want to show our age, but black don't crack. So we can talk <laughs> about <you>. it. <laughs> and uh, if you really think about this, we met almost 30 years ago. If we get to 2025, I because I met her I in like 1995. Oh my. When I joined MI. Wow. The first time I ran across this woman. And guess what, folks? She ain't changed yet. So I'm about to change because just shy of my 42nd year, uh, this time next month, uh, uh, tomorrow would be the 7th. On the 7th yeah. of July, I will be retiring. So I will finally Woo! walk away from 42 years at my yeah. job. And then the following week, on July 14th, I'll be walking across the stage at Albany, New York, from Excelsior University, getting my Bachelor of Science in Liberal Arts. So I, I can put some Ooh. stuff behind my name, like she got stuff behind her name. Yes! Okay? But that's what I'm talking about, living your best life. And that's what we're talking about here today, living that's your right. best life. But it's my pleasure to be a part of this conversation, as I said uh, you folks are in for a treat because uh, this woman is powerful. She has a glow and an aura about her. I think everyone that meets her and, and that has been impacted by her will say the same words I'm saying. Yeah. And especially if we go through our MI family, where we spent quite a bit of time together. Uh, she was one of those who pulled me in and helped lift me up and grow me up because I was rough when I walked in that door. <laughs> they all had to breathe on me to make me something special. And she Absolutely. she she took some time with me. So it's my pleasure to have this conversation with my wife, Caroline. And Miss Karen Everett. Yes, Aww. yes. Karen, welcome, welcome, welcome. Thank you. Thank you so much. I am so honored to be here with you guys. You're one of my favorite couples. Um, AJ cuts up a whole lot. And he's going to cut up tonight. you, Caroline. <laughs> like, Wait, how? Why? How are you with this person? I know. You have, I know. <laughs> and it's so funny. Everyone asked me that. Oh, my gosh. This is crazy. <laughs> Oh man, but yeah, we've had some some good times. Yeah. Um, I I know that anytime that I I need something, I know when my brother was writing his book, I I'm like I got the person for you. She published, she wrote books, and you know you jumped right in there and and helped out and everything. You guys are a wonderful wonderful couple, and I just I think AJ is lying. It couldn't have been 1995, <laughs> but we're gonna roll with that. We're going to roll with it. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. So, Karen, tell us a little bit more about yourself. I mean, like, 
Okay, now I've seen all these impressive titles and stuff, but what does that mean? Because like, what do you do in the daytime? Break it in down. the daytime, um, I have this gig that pays for me to um, afford getting on planes, which is what I really want to do. Um, by day, um, I am an internal auditor um, for a large bank. Um, and more specifically, I'm on the fraud team. So I am looking for fraud um, across the enterprise. Um, and I deal the most especially with consumer and small business. So a lot of what I'm looking for and what helps um, the, the public, including myself, because I'm also a customer client of the bank, um, that's the area that I'm, I'm looking for in attacking fraud. Oh. And can I ask you, do you do that strictly with this bank or does that allow you to reach across the spectrum with other banks as you're doing these type investigations? No, just with this bank. They are very territorial. <laughs> okay, okay. Just with this bank. Um, and it is it is consumer fraud and small businesses. Um, so um, the audits that, that I conduct um, would cover, for instance, if you got a call from the bank that um, there was some suspicious activity on your credit card, let's say. So um, the area and the things that I audit would be that process that allows the bank to be notified that, you know, AJ, you're in New Jersey, but we saw your card being swiped in Wisconsin. And, you know, we don't see a plane ticket attached with that. Was that you type okay. of thing? Okay. Um, and right now I'm working on a special um, project, um, a consent order. And that means that the regulators came in um, and they've identified something that we need to work on and we need to fix. So, um, you know, it's, it's, it's very helpful. It makes, makes sure that the bank is doing what it's supposed to do for its clients um, at all times. Oh, and we'll leave okay. it with that. So it's interesting. Um, it does sound I, interesting. Yes, yeah. I do enjoy it. Um, and in, in the beginning stages, it allowed me to travel because when you're doing audits with different places, you would actually travel to that location. Um, since the pandemic, we've not traveled. They've discovered, hey, they can actually do their job sitting at their desk. Wow. So we have not traveled, um, but I'm looking forward to getting back to that because that's really my passion. I, I yes. just want to be gone. Yes, I know that's your passion. And we're going to talk all about your passion because we know you like to travel. We see you getting on those planes. <laughs> we, see it. we see it. We see it all. Okay. So something very interesting, a marathoner. Oh, my God. Uh, let's talk about that because I know. Yeah. Wait, wait, let, me, let me say this. <laughs> this. This is the one that got me because... When we first met, there was never no mention of walking and running. And I mean, we'd walk around the complexes we were at and do those type of things. But <laughs> there was nothing about, you know, starting to do any type of distance running. Then all yeah. of a sudden, these little app pictures start popping up. Oh, I'm doing two miles here. I'm doing five miles <laughs> here. I'm doing and consistent. Then all yeah. of a sudden, I'm going to do a half marathon. What? Yeah, no. you know she gonna right. do Where did this come from? Right. I don't know. As a matter of fact, <laughs> my brother, when I started running, it started as an accident. Um, a friend of mine was here and there's like an office park that's not far from here. And she would meet up with a bunch of people and they would run around the office park. And I think one time around was like um, a mile and change. And so I met up with her one day and, you know, ran around. And one of the guys kind of stuck with me and was like, oh, no, you know, let's keep doing it. Let's do it again. Run around again. And I'm looking at him like, you're crazy. I'm not doing it. And he convinced me to stay. And that's kind of where it started. So from there, I joined um, an organization, Black Girls Run. And we would go out um, as a group and run and the mission, no woman left behind. So, you know, I went straight from running just a mile, maybe a mile and a half to three and then went to six miles. And I was like, wait a minute, I didn't get to ease into, you know, um, and then it became a passion. I started running every day. Yeah. And yeah. Um, I remember my first 5K, which is 3.1 miles. My brother um, came and he, it's at the racetrack, you know, NASCAR is here. So they had the track, the race on the track. And he came and he was there as I pushed my, hoisted myself across the finish line, thought I was gonna die. Um, and he made the comment, oh, next is a half marathon. And I was like, that's 13.1 miles. Are you kidding me? I'm nobody. You need a car for that. 
he recorded it. Um, maybe a year later, hey, guess what? I'm doing my first half marathon. Guess what he emailed me? That recording of me oh. saying, you know. And then, you know, there's this saying, well, if you could do a half marathon, you can do a full. Yes. No one ever ran 13 miles and then decided 26 miles, 26.2 miles, let's not forget the point two, right. is easy to do. Next thing I know, I was doing um, a half marathon a month. So in 2014, I did 12 half marathons wow. um, and it was an average of one a month. And that was a difficult one because that was also the year that my dad passed away. Yes. So toward the, he passed away, um, and toward the end of the year in October, um, you know, the last half of the year, I really wasn't training because I would go to, um, they lived three and a half hours away. So I would leave Friday morning, drive three and a half hours to help my mom, you know, take care of, care of him and relieve him. And then I'd come back Sunday evening. So there was no training. And um, so it's significant to me because he knew that I was doing these half marathons and he believed in me. Um, he bought me a little charm for, you know, 13.1. Um, and um, the night he passed away, I was actually at their house because my marathon was not far from there. So I made that the pit stop. And I was supposed to be leaving that night for a race that next morning. Um, and he wasn't doing too well. So, you know, of course, I canceled and didn't go. And he actually passed away that Friday. Um, and that was in October. So now I'm thinking, okay, well, I'm not going to hit my goal, right? Because it, it's been a struggle all along. I'm doing 13 mile races with, with no chickly. Um, But my brother would not let that stand. He found right, a race. Right. Um, so in November, I did two races to make up for the one that I missed in that October. Um, and when I finally finished it and did that race in December, I was in tears because, you know, I knew the struggle that it was to, to do it throughout the year when my dad was sick and I'm trying to help take care of him. And then he passed away and I still finished the goal. Yeah. So those 13 um, miles, 12 times for 2014 are very special to me. Um, and then somewhere in there, I got the bright idea. Well, you know, <laughs> let's do a marathon. And <laughs> I don't know what I was thinking. Um, and so I kind of killed two birds with one stone with the marathon because I wanted to do an international race. Mm -hmm. So that marathon was actually completed in British Columbia, Canada. Okay. Oh, okay. Um, and um, yeah, it was that. I think the training for the race is worse than the race. Oh yeah. Because I would be up and out running at five o'clock in the morning, um, dark thirty in the morning. Um, doing 18 miles, you know, and then during that time, my nephew was also playing um, football and soccer. So I would have to be finished running on Saturday morning in order to be to his games, which were usually around um, 10, 11 o'clock. So that means I'm out there running at four or five o'clock in the morning so I can get 18 miles in to be finished to get over there. So I would be in, in um, a fast food place, washing up in the bathroom, washing up to change my clothes to go to his, his, um, his game. And um, I literally cried when I crossed the, the uh, finish line for those 26.2. Those were some hard earned miles, um, caught a cramp somewhere around mile 17 or so and didn't oh, yeah. think that I was gonna make it. So the fact that I actually finished it was, that was big for me. And I haven't run one since. <laughs> but you did it once. Exactly. I did it once. Yeah. I've signed I'm, up I'm for them. I'm going to give you credit for that. Yeah. I signed yeah. up for several and just couldn't get myself to the point to, it's, yeah. it's, it's, it's all it's in the mind. Yeah. It's a yeah, it's training. Mental. Yeah. And I just can't get myself back there. So I am back to running in the mornings, um, three miles, three and a half miles in the morning. So I'm trying to build myself um, back up. So most days I'll do three miles before I go to work. Outstanding. Oh, that yeah. is outstanding. There's no way I can barely. There's a way because okay. you're looking at somebody that, yeah, I, I didn't want to sweat. Okay. I don't want to sweat either. That's the but whole point. <laughs> 
But we're gonna talk about that. Maybe you can encourage me to get out there. I don't know. My knees are bad. I don't. I don't. Well, know. yeah. If your knees are bad, mm -mm, then don't. Because yeah. I'm running outside on 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 the you know on the pavement on the sidewalk. So it's it's really not good. Yeah. Um, but you have to have good shoes. Um, the wrong shoes will give you back problems, leg problems, and it's difficult. It's it's a big oh, difference yeah. between running outside and running on a treadmill. Yeah, I'm um, not going to be able to do it. Right. Yeah, they're even, not even on the track because most of the tracks got that nice soft composite. Correct. Mm -hmm. Correct. But that whole running around, around, around that that just doesn't do it for me. I when I, I I'm not going to say I love to run. But I've never finished a run and been like, man, I really shouldn't have done that, right? I always feel good after the run. It's getting up. Um, but one of the things that gets me moving is being out and seeing the scenery, right? Yeah. And being around. I can't do a treadmill. Um, I'm ready to get off the treadmill after like a half a mile. I have to really push myself to stay on a treadmill. And I don't like the track because you're just going around and around. around I'm a track man. I like the yeah. track. I actually run out in the neighborhoods and, you know, sometimes I don't even have a path mapped out. I will just meander. Um, and I just have miles in mind that I want to do. Yeah. Uh, but it's definitely not for everyone. It's, it's, it's hard on your body to, to yeah. run out on the streets like that. Well, yeah, I'm impressed because, like I said, I didn't see that coming. And the fact <laughs> that you did it and you stayed consistent with it is mind-blowing because I, I quit. I like to eat, though. Yeah. Yeah. I like to eat, so I gotta exercise. <laughs> gotta exercise. Uh, okay, <laughs> okay. All right. So a foodie, she's a foodie, and something you're not, Al Jones. Oh no! Uh -uh. <laughs> not what I eat like you an adult child. Up the 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 craft macaroni, and I was like, oh, yes, that was you. Yeah, yes, we had that conversation. Ooh, yeah. But he likes craft macaroni. That so hurt my feelings. I know it hurt your feelings, but this this man is not a foodie. I'm he, not. He, he likes all the simple things in life, simple. you know? Oh, that's okay. Yeah, but you know what, though? When I go out, see, I would love to go out with you to just eat because even my, Kiana's the same way. We will try anything at least once, mm -hmm. right? Not mm -hmm. this one. It better come to the plate looking like something he's had before because <laughs> if it doesn't, if it doesn't look like a thing he's had before, yep. he ain't trying it. You know? Oh no! Smell, Who needs to do that? Texture, if you play, if it's uh -uh. Yeah. sauce, cute. I don't need your sauce. No. Nope. Mm -hmm. What kind See. of food you like? What kind of foods do you like? Me? Yeah, you. Just about anything. Um, so I'm that person that if I travel someplace, I'm not eating at a chain restaurant. I'm not eating any place that I can get that food if I'm in Charlotte or whatever. Yes, so, yes, yes, yes. you know, I, I, I immediately want to know from the locals, where do you go to eat when you want to, you know, go out um, to eat? Um, if I'm in New York, and this is really cheesy, but I can probably count on one hand how many times I've been back home to New York that I did not go to BBQs. I love Dallas uh, BBQs. Okay. Um, that's we a don't have place, right? down here, so you know I've got to have my Dallas BBQs. But I like all types of food. I'm gonna try, except for Indian food. Let me let me put that out there. I do not like East Indian food. Um, I can't stomach the smell of that curry, but oh, I okay. love West okay. Indian um, curry. Okay. So I'm gonna try, you know, just about anything as long as it is um, something local. I want to know what is you know popular here in this area what like i've even tried um i think it's it's cheese curd on french fries in canada that's a poutine poutine i think is what it's called mm. um it's not good and okay. that's but you tried it. it but i tried it because yeah. that's yeah. what they eat there um i will not try lutefisk though that's the minnesota um fish and i don't think it's it's cooked it's um maybe with lemon juice or something. So it's basically raw fish and it apparently has a really bad smell. I'm, I'm not going to try that. Um, <laughs> but I will like, I mean, I do like to eat different, you know, different stuff. He, even here in Charlotte, I don't eat at chain restaurants. You know, there's a new restaurant opening. Um, I'm going to do that. There's a brand new um, Cuban restaurant that's not too far from here that opened up. I love it. When you step inside the restaurant, you look like you're, and I've never been to Havana, but you know, we've all seen pictures and everything. Yeah, you yeah. swear that you're in Havana when you walk into this restaurant. So 
I like a variety of food. Um, I can't say that there is one that's my favorite. If I had to pick, probably seafood um, yeah. is, is one of my top choices. Um, and I do like sushi, Ugh. but um, but mostly the cooked, <laughs> not the raw, oh. uh, not many of the raw ones. Um, but I'm going to try just about anything as long as it's, you know, not an ordinary run of the mill chain, like fast food. I rarely eat fast food. Yeah. 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 I agree. Does I don't that like mean fast food. you also like to cook or you prefer eating out? So I do like, and here's the thing. I I'm a good cook um, and I do like to cook, but since it's just me, mm -hmm. um, I don't cook a lot. I okay. just assume yeah. go out and eat. Right. Um, when I lived in the apartments, when I first moved here, I cooked all the time because I had a little um, posse, I'll call it, and we, <laughs> and we hung out and the guys learned that I could cook. So they would be like, hey, did you cook? Can I have a plate? So I literally would cook for, you know, five, six people um, and shop for food and stuff like I, I have a family to feed. But I've moved from that apartment, and to me, it's just as easy to just go out and you know get a meal. So I don't cook that much. Okay. Um, but I can cook. Okay. And I do like experimenting. I'm that person that'll get a recipe, and I will follow it the first time. But the next time I make that, I'm not following that because I yeah. got to put my own little absolutely you know, spin on it. But I, I need the basic first. Yeah, um, but course. I can cook without a recipe pretty decently. Yeah, of course. I've been cooking for a long time, but I I cook the same foods because he's AJ eat. ain't gonna eat it. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> you know, but, but Kiana will. Yeah, but when when Kiana was living here before mm -hmm. she got married, um, we we cooked together, so we oh, would yeah. make nice. you know, we both like fish and <clears throat> and all of the stuff, right? Mm -hmm. But she's not here. Like you said, my house is almost an empty house. And right. it's, it's it's right now it's um AJ and it's um our grandson. And, Isaiah uh, is not leaving his grandfather. No. My boy. He's he's not, he not leaving his grandfather. I love him. I, don't think he is. I, I really don't think he is. I really don't. But um, so now I cook for both of them. Uh-huh. You know, um, and I don't and Isaiah will eat what I cook. He'll eat what I cook, but Isaiah also likes like uh, wings. Al chicken doesn't wings. like chicken oh. wings, right? But oh I'll make God. I'll make chicken wings for for Isaiah. Al don't like chicken wings, but you know. So did you like make separate meals? Like when everyone was in the yes. house here yeah. and Kiana and and Isaiah. So here you are cooking separate meals for yes. everybody. Yes, that's yes, do. Mm -hmm. yeah. Absolutely. But the staples, you can kind of keep the staples, but you got to cook the other stuff. For everybody to have their own thing. I Absolutely. don't I'm allergic to shellfish, so I don't eat no fish. How do you have much fun? You don't get what and you know what though? I'm trying to I keep trying to get him to try my salmon. That's my favorite salmon, yep. right? She and got it right here, Karen. She got the fork right here. I was like, I said, it's I like can't I can't do it. do it. I can't do it. I'm telling How you. You do not like salmon. I know. I, I, I figured that's the that's the mildest I think of all the fish that I could offer him. But I'm gonna know? do it once. I'm gonna do it. Oh my god! So what do you eat? Just steak and potatoes? Right, chicken, chicken, uh, steak, rice, pastas. Uh, lot of, like yeah, a lot of pasta. Yeah. yeah. How did I not know this? All that good food that we used to have at the, in my conference. How did I not know? Because you, you never watched me get the plate. You don't remember what I they used to tell well, me that they ain't going to, what did they tell me? They said, AJ, we're going to take your black card. I don't eat fried chicken. Nope. I don't eat cat, uh, collard greens. Nope. Okay. I'd be like, I they just like look at me. Greens. I'm, just, I'm new to collard greens, and my father actually didn't eat any chicken at all. Wow. So he, he, I'm like, how are you a black man from the South? He got teased about that all the time. No chicken, no fowl, no poultry whatsoever. I'm surprised, okay. So on Thanksgiving, we always had two main meats because he's not eating the turkey. Yeah. But I, maybe because I was too busy working at MI, I never, yeah. I rarely sat down and had a, a yeah, plate. Yeah, you was always working, yes. But I not, no, you're not <laughs> eating. <laughs> no, but he ate the same thing. He eats the same thing he's always eaten from the time I met him. So if yeah. you would have sat down next to him, he would have had some chicken on that plate. And some pasta and some rice and yep. barely wow. any vegetables. He only started balls eating vegetables. If they had them. Yep. 
You know right. I eat like <laughs> I'm at a buffet. Wow. Poor Caroline. I, I, I always, enough. I've been saying that since the day I met you. It doesn't <laughs> <laughs> bother me anymore. It really doesn't. It really doesn't. Oh, that's too funny. All right. So let, let's talk about your traveling because you're a frequent traveler. Let's talk about that because I promise World you, traveler. every single time I look and see you on Facebook, you have come back from somewhere or about to go somewhere. It is like this girl, me and I'll be like, this girl, stay on the go. Stay on the go. <laughs> I always say I live vicariously through her. Exactly. Oh, wow. And I call her my jet setting socialite is what I call you. Yeah. I mean, some of them, some of the trips are by accident. I, I have a problem saying no. If I can fit it in, I mean, I've done stuff like come back from one trip today and then two days later, I'm, I'm, I'm gone again. Um, and I don't care if it's, you know, I, I prefer international travel, um, but I will fly anywhere to go. Um, and I think part of it is I never really liked living in North Carolina. Uh -huh. um, so any chance I get, I'm gone. And I believe I work hard. Yes. Um, yes. Yes. And you so do. I want to enjoy, right? And I I get such joy out of going different places and meeting different people. I think you get um, a better appreciation of you know life, what you have. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. Find yeah. out something else that you can inspire, aspire toward, right? Um, and I think that you just broaden your whole mind, your whole existence by learning something about somebody else in another culture, I agree. right? So I just enjoy it. And in the, the, mm -hmm. the most exotic place I can go, I, you know, I want to do it. I want to go. Um, now there are places that, you know, I've gone multiple times um, and there are places like, oh, I never need to go there again, but I'm constantly looking for the next place to go, the next thing to do. Um, I just think people that get outside of their yes. city, their state, yes. um, have a broader mind and, and a bigger tolerance level and appreciation yes. of others. Yeah, so, I agree. I agree. So yeah. Let me ask you this. Yeah. So now, like I said, you're my jet-setting socialite. <laughs> All of a sudden, this thing, COVID-19 comes, the uh -huh. pandemic comes, and shuts the world down. What happened to you during that time? Yo, I went through a, uh, I think I was a little depressed um, yeah. because, you know, not only is it traveling, right? I'm also with a group here. My friend, um, you probably seen Keith and I would go out and eat, you know, my girlfriend Tangie would do something. Um, and so then COVID hits and you're afraid to even, you know, go anywhere. I was going stir crazy in here. Mm -hmm. um, and part of it was I had just started this new job. Okay. Um, I, I started in the middle of November and we were home and locked in by like the third week in February. Yeah. So brand new job. It was a promotion at the time. So I'm stuck trying to learn this job and navigate and it's new. And then the world is falling apart. So right, I, I right. think I had a meltdown and then the whole George Floyd, you know, situation. Yeah. So I can't travel. Um, I'm working like crazy. I'm here by myself. Um, that was torture. Yeah, it, it was. It was torture. I really think that, um, you know, and I was trying to hold myself together because, like, you know, you can't let go. I think is is um, is black folk and then black yeah. women. You black know, women. Yeah. You know, oh, yeah. You know that strong black woman, yeah. which I think is a myth. I think it's abuse. <laughs> um, but. <laughs> Yeah, I that's agree. I term. agree. But I'm trying to, you know, I think subconsciously we try to live up to that because if I break down, I yes. feel like I have people that I support. If I break down, you know, how's that going to happen? Yeah. And yeah. so, yeah, it was it was tough. Yeah. It was tough. And I can remember when, um, you know, we broke the ranks and got on a plane and traveled and all the, you know, the COVID tests. And I mean, I was one of those first ones like, oh, planes are moving. I'm out. Let's go. You know? <laughs> yeah. I remember taking my, you know, we had to wait online and get the COVID test. And 
didn't know if that was coming back in time. So we went and took another COVID test over here and, you know, down to the wire. But like we getting on that plane, we going. Right. So, right. so yeah, I, that was torture. <laughs> a scary time, too. I, mm -hmm. I, I, I was kind of nervous getting back on a plane after it. But, you know, we're, you know. You, you, you got to do what you got to. I still wear my mask on the plane, though. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm, I don't wear it outside and everything now. But once I get on the plane, um, I'm, I, I have an N95 mask that I still wear on the plane. I just oh, okay. put it down to the KN95. Yes, yes. Um, but I, yeah, because you don't know who's sitting next to you, and and so many people were like, and, and I'm in North Carolina, so yeah, they yeah. didn't believe that it existed here. Yep. Um, and people will know that they have it and still go out. So. Yeah. You know, yeah, I, I protect myself, but I'm gonna get on that plane. <laughs> yeah. Did you uh, yeah. contract the virus at all? I did not. Knock on wood. Okay. Knock on wood. Yes. Yeah. I wasn't so lucky. Yeah, we weren't lucky. <laughs> we, we got all the way to the lucky. end before we decided to get it. Really? Yeah, I did not. And I, you know, I went to the Outer Banks um, last year, and my roommate um, caught it. And we were in the same room, same bed. And I was a nervous wreck. Um, yes. But I did not. I took like three COVID tests. She took one as soon as we left. And she's like, it's COVID. I'm like, take it again. Take it again. <laughs> and, you know, same thing. And I just couldn't believe it. And I, I did not get it. Um, but I also wasn't up in everyone's face. Like I sleep just staying still. So I was faced, you know, the other way. So I've had about two... Um, instances where I've been around someone that later on I found out they had it. Mm -hmm. um, but I was also one of those ones taking tests, you know, a lot. Um, I probably got expired tests here, but I, I did not um, contract it. And I kind of stayed in because I was scared. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm glad you didn't get it. Well, That's me right. and Al had it. At this, I got it from Al. Al got it from going to a party. But the uh -uh. thing that, yeah, yeah. He was only sick for one day. One day. I was not no. so lucky. <laughs> but um, yeah, he was sick for one day. One That's why day. nobody nobody thought about it. He was sick one day, and then the next day. And I'm day never he was sick. Fine. That's the issue. Yeah. Wow. Right. The so next it was day he was fine. The end after the vaccinations and everything were out, yeah. and that that bless that's a blessing. I mean. If I have to catch it, I'm glad, you know, we've got the vaccine yeah. um, because it it was a scary thing. Sitting oh, God, in yeah. Surprise. Yeah. I'm See, glad I wasn't I, scared. Know. I was kind of like those people you talking about in North Carolina. This is when I got scared. When they made you line up outside the, the supermarket for food. I'm like, whoa, <laughs> wait a minute. Whoa, wait a minute. You know, yeah. I eat but five things. What's going on here? Wow. <laughs> I went to the and store with her. I'm a hoarder. I got that. I think I inherited that from my father. Like we never ran out of anything in the house. And we always had a deep freezer living in an apartment, a deep freezer full of meat. Mm -hmm. I lo I have a deep freezer in my garage. Yes. I loaded up that freezer, the freezer in the, the um, uh, my refrigerator in the kitchen was, I legit had enough food to last for months without go. going. Like the only thing I would need to do is, you know, like the stuff that was spoiled, the breads and for stuff like that. Yeah. But I legit had enough food in here to feed um, a family for months. I still have meat in the freezer that I purchased, you know, during that time. Yeah. I don't even clean yeah. it out now, but yeah. I just, I hoarded food. I just hoarded. Yeah. I had canned goods. I had, I, I ate well and I gained a Hell of a lot of weight. That COVID spread. <laughs> that COVID spread. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Can, can we change gears here for a minute? Yes, please. Yeah. What do you want to talk about? Uh, so as I said, we crossed paths in the mid-90s. And we came through a wonderful organization called Minority Interchange. Yes. And uh, I want to know, you know, what did that organization do for you? Why did you believe in it? And why did you ride so hard for it? because you were one of the key figures in that organization that made inspired me to want to get better and do better in my own life. Yeah. Wow. I think it was, so let me take myself back. I was working at New York Life at the time, New York Life Insurance Company. And that's where kind of the mothers were. Um, we had the, um, the Evelyn Wilsons, the Elaine Rogers. Elaine the Rogers. Oh, God. 
Yes, Greg Batson, Peggy Carter. Um, and they, at that time, I don't know how I got selected because back then you were lucky, right? If you got selected to go yeah. to the conference. And I got selected to go to the conference and I just remember my first conference experience and I was like, wow, you know, I want to make sure that I come back here again. So when I went back, um, I joined the, the local chapter at New York Life. Um, and I don't remember where or how, but somehow I got selected to be on the board. And I think I ended up back at the conference again for something or some reason. And I got a peek inside the boardroom <laughs> where they were all sitting around. The Gail the Crawford. Room where it happened. Yes, yes. 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 The Connie Dillons. Yes. The yes, Net yes. Greens. Um, they were in there. Um, Irene, Ireland, you know, all sitting around. I had to go in there to see somebody or give something to somebody. And I'm like, wow, this is where it's going on. Yes, I'm like, yes, yes. And um, I think my first, and I don't even remember how I got to be the treasurer, but the treasurer is a spot you, I don't know, it takes a special person. And once you get a treasurer, no one else seems to want to take that job. No, so you're the I, treasurer for life. Basically. <laughs> Um, and for some, I think I needed to fill in for someone. Um, and because of the people that I met, right, because I'm just starting out and we're looking at, you know, what we considered our black excellence, right? These mm -hmm. were movers mm -hmm. and shakers in the company. Um, they were executives in the company. Um, and the fact that they, they taught us how to exist. And I think nice. the tagline that really pulled me in was it's the unwritten rules, these are the rules that the whole company um, moves by, works by, but no one is going to tell you. I'm yeah. going to let you know, right? We're, we're the ones that we aren't going to be told what's going on. Um, and I think that that pulled me in because I felt like it gave me tools and I'm looking at these guys, your executives, and that's, that's where I want to be. Yeah. That's, that's what I aspire to be. And then I ended up winning the Constance O'Garrison Award one year. Yep. Um, and that was fabulous. My father flew up to come and, you know, go. And this, by the time this was going on, um, we were, I think it may have been an anniversary year. So it was like mm -hmm. a black tie type yeah, thing. Yeah. And I'm like, wow, I won, you know? <laughs> um, so I'm like, I got to be involved. I, I just have to be involved. Yeah. And ended up being the treasurer. And um, then when we split off and we did the foundation, I was the treasurer of that. I begged for help and no, <laughs> like, <laughs> no, mm -mm. you got um, it. Yeah. And I remember I would do those finance. I felt like I was just um, the warden of the money. Yes, um, you were. Because if your voucher was not properly filled out, no, you were not getting a check. Mm -hmm, um, mm -hmm. and you know, you weren't getting things by me. Things are going to be right. I'm taking care. I, I, I took it seriously. Oh, um, yeah. and yeah. And some of my mentors, you know, Jeanette was one of my mentors. Yeah. Um, Connie, yeah. Connie was one, you know, we're still a lot, a lot of people that I met from back then, you know, we still interact and we're friends. You guys, you know, yeah. Yeah. um, I think minority interchange was doing a, a wonderful thing back then. Yeah. Um, we were bringing up some very um, talented individuals. They were pouring into us. They were teaching us the things that no one taught them, you know, and, and I think that we owed it to once you got in, you owed it to yourself and to your, your culture to pass it on. Pass it yeah. on. Um, yes. yeah. I was really sad once it, it no Me longer too. was a thing. Right. Me too. Me too. Um, and, and I'm not sure why it fell out. Um, is it because we got better at it? No, I don't think so. I just think that, um, diversity was the buzzword back then. And, yeah. and you know, mm -hmm. these companies had to, it, we were an easy mark for them to check off on their diversity box. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. and I think that just, they just found a different way to do it, but right. right. They started yeah. incorporating it into their own system yeah, their own. and mm -hmm. making minority interchange or minority, um, foundation, making it, um, obsolete. Absolutely. Absolutely. They took, they took our platform. 
and, and expanded. Yeah. They, and they I will say that for, for my company, PSCNG, you know, we Minority Interchange was that place. We had the gay and lesbian. We had the Asian. We had the Hispanics. And of course, we had the Blacks. And then <laughs> when the companies got into that EBGR, EBRG world, now the Hispanics had their own thing. The gay and lesbian had their own thing. Mm -hmm. Now, why would I come and support your thing when I right. got my own thing that is really yeah. specific to my, you know, my walk of life? So I mm -hmm. wasn't mad about it, mm -hmm. but I just watched all the talent that we had accumulated start mm -hmm. to diminish as they went off to their own, uh, fight their own battles. So yeah. I tried uh, uh, PS because we have the national chapter and then we have the PS chapter. Mm -hmm. I found a dynamic uh, young executive coming up. I saw him at a meeting. I grabbed Rodney Brown. We went and tapped him, said, yo, we need you to be our executive sponsor. I he had no meeting. idea what it was. Brought him into a meeting. He went crazy. He's like, I'm all in. And we had him for two years. But mm -hmm. as you said, at that point, we were starting to go yeah. the other way. I went to his office. You know, I, I, I didn't make an appointment. I just went up there. I said, is Scott here? He said, yes. I went into his office. I said, listen, we got to have a chat, man. I said, you're on the way up. I said, this would be a negative blight on your uh, resume. You don't need this. I said, I'm at the point now where I'm ready to, to, to pack it up and shut it down. And he was like, no, go talk to HR. So I did go to HR. And what mm -hmm. they said is, we called it sunsetting. And when they say they sunset something, that means they, they stop it from being an active thing and they kind of tuck it away, put it on the shelf. This way, if it ever got a chance to revitalize, all the, 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 the structure is there. And mm -hmm. that was one of the hardest days of my life, boy. I, I just yeah. remember that. So, but I mean, yes. It did a good thing. I mean, oh, I'm yes. thinking back, I got um, two jobs because of MI. Um, okay. That's how I ended up at TIAA okay. um, at a place called CS First Boston. And I was on the New York um, chapter board. Um, and Jose and Peggy and Elaine and all of them were, were at... Um, was we're, we're at New York Life and they took my resume and put it in. And that's how I got the job at, at New York Life because of my MI connection. And then I ended up getting a job with teachers um, in the audit department. I had gotten laid off. And because, because um, remember back in those days, we were always looking for, um, you know, the next black executive to be a speaker. Yeah. So um, this one year, um, it was TIAA's um, opportunity to bring in the black executive. And um, I can't remember his name right now. His name just passed by. But anyway, he was the chief auditor. And I reached out to him to you know, do the speaking engagement and he accepted. So of course I was the one that was there to welcome him, you know, him and his wife and everything. And we built a, a you know, relationship. Um, he wanted to meet with me when we went back. Um, he was in New York and I was already down here in North Carolina mm -hmm. and he was the chief auditor. When he came to North Carolina, he's walking around the office. Where's Karen Everett's office? <laughs> How does he know you? You know, and he wanted to take me out to lunch. Yes. We went to lunch and he said, you know, I want you to come and work for me in internal audit. And my thing was like, mm -mm, no, I, I don't want to be an auditor. At that time, I was in the business, not in audit. And, you know, we don't look at auditors very well. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. Lo and behold, maybe a few months later, or maybe up to a year later, I got laid off. And so um, he was one of the ones that I sent my home. You know, I already had his home information because we had been meeting and talking. But mm -hmm. I sent him a message. Hey, you know, today's my last day, blah, 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 blah. And he responded, what? I'm going to call you, you know, at home tonight. And he called me and he said, don't do me a favor and don't put your resume out there because I have a feeling if you put your resume out, you're going to be swiped up. I want an opportunity at you. And I'm like, what? You know, wow. so, you know, PS um, within two weeks, I ended up back in the organization that had laid me off, but in the internal audit department. Okay. okay. And that was now. the direct result of MI because I would have never had FaceTime with him yes. had it not been for MI. Yes. So, yeah, MI was responsible for, for me getting um, two of, of the corporate jobs um, that I got. So yeah. I also you put the work in. We, you know, we would go to the workshops. We wouldn't mm -hmm. just go there and then disappear. We we uh, reached out. We interacted with the people. We got involved. We, we got our we hands did. dirty. We did. So. 
And, and to me, the payoff was, you know, the stories that I just told you, um, being at the table with these, the leadership yeah. and what, traveling, because what did we do every quarter? We had meetings <laughs> and I always had to get on a plane and travel for the meeting. So, you know, it, am I, I ran and repped hard for the organization because I got a lot out of it and I was yeah. very passionate about it. Yes. Yeah. It's time for a reunion. I, I've been saying that for yeah. the last Girl, year. Yes. It's, it's time yeah. for a reunion. I will I will tell you that um I like Al said, once it started to go down, I was really disappointed because yes. I was I had just made it to the board. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> and yeah, and that was a feat, right? Because that yes. Was a feat. yes. <laughs> Yes, yeah. I had just made it to the board and was hoping that I would have an opportunity to even be vice president or president. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But, um, but you know what? And, and it's so funny because my affiliation with MI, like you said, affected every part of my life. It's even affected the, the part of my life now as I'm getting more involved with union stuff and, mm-hmm. and the stuff that's happening because, you know, I work in the school system. As I'm getting more involved in, in going to these these conferences and now I'm part of what we call in, the, in our union for the teachers union, the um, um, members of color. And it reminds mm-hmm. me so much of MI. Yes. We've only been in existence since 2019. And I'm like, this is really, and so for me, I'm getting all this, this remembrance of how I participated in the MI stuff. So I'm just really on top of the world right now, you know? Oh, that's good. I mean, I I think it's safe to say that if you gave it half a chance, right? Yeah. What you got back was tenfold. Exactly. Um, I mean, we worked hard. We did a, you know, a lot of work. Those conferences were a lot to put together. Um, And we partied hard. Yes. Yes. You know, it was, it was everything all in one. I mean, I, I would, change anything to to make sure i was available for the conference no. time right <laughs> i mean i and 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 during that time like i worked a lot because i was usually part of the venue you know yeah. planning it all of the finances the for it. Yep. you know you guys are out partying and having a good time i'm stuck in a room writing checks, writing checks yeah. yeah i remember filling out vouchers yeah. and like yeah to get your vouchers to me by x day because <laughs> other than that you know we 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 put in a lot of work and i'm i'm proud of what we did yeah um, i'm proud of of you know the products that came out of it um and it was impactful it really really was i think so because look at us right yeah yeah and i and i had um my last guest was um that i i actually um oh that's right renee um marshall, renee mckinley. marshall mckinley oh my yes. nay that's I call yes, her my yes 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 yeah. yes and she was someone else that i met through um mi and mm-hmm. through prudential and we talked briefly about how those relationships have stuck and i i there's no I don't, I don't, I can't, I can't even really put words to it because yeah. it changed, it, it might change my life. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. and um, so, and, and I'm so grateful for all of the friendships that came out of that. Yes. And, I'll, and I will tell you that, you know, he's still friends with half of the people that he's met through yeah. MI and we, we get together occasionally and it's really, that's how I know them. I yeah. know them mm-hmm. through the, the MI. Network. The crazy thing is. Yeah. Uh, because we have public service in Prudential right there, downtown Newark. Mm-hmm. And she worked at Prudential. I worked at PS. Half the folks at Prudential thought I worked at Prudential. I Half the folks at public service thought she worked at public service, not realizing <laughs> it was the affiliation through right. the MI chapters yes. that I got yes. to see and know all these people. And I was just at a, a walk Saturday uh, for Eric Legrand. He was the Rutgers football player that got paralyzed. Uh, oh. Now he has a big uh, function that he does. And mm-hmm. so I'm sitting up in the stands getting ready for the kickoff. And I see a guy on the field with a camera. Look at I'm like, I'm looking at him. I'm like, I know him. I said, that's how he turned and looked at me. I look right up because the crowd was empty. And I looked at him. I said, I know you. And I'm sitting <laughs> probably 15 rows up. He looks at me. I said, Harold, right now he goes. I said, AJ. He's like, I'm going to talk to you. You can see. Oh, wow. And that's a that's an MI connection. Yeah. yeah. I mean, we, we did. I can remember, you know, people having parties and functions with traveling 
you know, to go there. Um, some of the leadership would go to other chapters to run yeah. trainings and yes. workshops. And I mean, it, it was big. I remember I lived in when I was living in New Jersey and the career conference um, was down the block at um, one of the conference centers there. I had the, the, the you know, happy hour at my house. Oh. I was like so excited to, to host, you know, the board to come down, you know, to my house and just hang out and everything. I mean, we we made some really good um, connections. I yeah. still converse with a lot of people. Um, you know, I ended up at one point, I went to Jeanette's house. I flew out to Minneapolis. That was the first time I've ever been to Minneapolis. Um, because she was one of my mentors and we got really close. I flew and, and went to her house for the weekend. Like that yes. was a vacation for me Yeah, you know, yeah. to go hang out. Um, and I loved how it, it was our community because if you were caught doing something wrong, you know, you got your little coattail pulled. Yeah. I can remember plenty of times Gail Crawford would like, Miss Karen, come here. <laughs> yeah. sound like her. You to do something. And I would be, I would hate to have Gail tell me to come because it always equated to me taking on another role or doing something else. Yes. These yeah. are the people that, you know, Connie could get me to do anything. Yes, like Connie yes, and Gail and Jeanette. It's like, no matter what it was, I'd want to say no, I might leave cursing, but they, you know, whatever they asked me to do. We're going to do it. I, but she I, had I, a lot of respect it. for them too. Mm -hmm. was, we know. revered them and it was, yes, you know, yes. it was our village. You, you know, I, I'm afraid to do something to disappoint them. Yes. Type of thing. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah it, that wonderful was wonderful to hear that. I loved it, Maya. It was yeah. beautiful, and I'm just grateful we we crossed paths with you during that time. Yeah. Yeah. Me too. Absolutely. So, mm -hmm. who's working on the reunion? Who's gonna, you know? Well, uh, it's funny. It's funny you should say that because I mentioned it a few times. Uh -huh. And um, I, the, the last person I talked to about a reunion was Katrina. And she said that she was going to reach out to others. Now, Al, I think you yeah. talked to somebody. Do you remember Terry school. Howard? Yes. So Terry called me out the blue. And she said, listen, we, she said, we're trying to, to put the feelers out and see if we could do something. Uh, she said, would you be interested? I said, I don't know why you're asking me. All you got to do is call me and tell me what you need me to do. That's she right. said they were trying to do something. Uh, in, in remembrance of Gail also said he wanted to do like a reunion right. slash yeah. memorial. That would be awesome. the impact yeah. that Gail had on quite a few of us. Absolutely. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, you know, but that was probably what I think, what, a couple of months back, honey? That was a, a month couple ago? months back, yeah. Yeah, so it's it, it's it, it has bubbled up a few times, but mm -hmm. now it seems like it's getting more serious because... Yeah, we need to really do that. Yeah, we do. So we, do. we just got to get the names of the people together and then, you know maybe have some sort of call and then just try to put something together. And, you know, again, in reference of MI, we ain't trying to put on no hokey dokey. We go down the street to the local bar. You oh, know? no, no, no. We're going to go no, somewhere no. we can have a nice yeah. little function. Put on our, our, our outfits. Yes. And That's right. It has to be, it has to be elegant because yes. MI was about elegant. Yeah, man. And I'm telling you, when I went to an MI conference, it was like, okay, I'm gonna have to go get me an outfit. I was actually dressed <laughs> to the nines because Absolutely. when I when I first saw the conference and people going, they were all they were in ball gowns. They were dressed <laughs> to the nines, and that's yep. what I love. Yeah, you know, I love that. I love I the idea of the that year. I remember I was in Macy's down on 34th Street, girl, looking for my dress to wear. That's right. Yes. That's right. Yes. And I That's think right. I wore that dress once. I had, I think I had nervous weight loss because I was as thin as a rail. I think that dress is hanging up in my mother's in my mother's closet because I ended up never being able to put that dress on again. That's okay. That's all right. But you wore it that one time and you looked lovely. Well, thank you. But we 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 do need to um we need a committee um. Yeah together and and spearheaded spearheaded and really get a reunion going because that would be awesome yes all right so people. yes so to all of my mi people who might be listening to this podcast just know just reach out to the person That's you right. know each one reach out to someone else let's get this thing popping now we're at the end of our hour but before we go karen this, yes i want you to 
And, you know, AJ, too, I want you to tell the listening audience how they can live their best life. What does that feel like? Because I'm telling you, when I see the two of you, I know the two of you are living your best life because y'all been living your best life for a long time. (laughs) But this is a season of joy. I want to bring joy back. I want everyone to feel joyous. So give us some examples. Tell me, talk to me. And it's funny that that this comes up because on Facebook, my friend just tagged me um, 10 days, 10 pictures that bring you joy, you know, to live your, your, your life or whatever. It's funny how, you know, things just line up, but what brings me joy and living my best life. Um, and, and it's dangerous, but it's, it's what works for me. I'm going to shop. I'm going to get what I want and I'm going to catch a flight somewhere. Um, So, you know, you, you just gotta make sure that you carve out time for yourself because life is heavy. You know, yeah. we work. I put in a, a lot of hours. People question if I work because I'm gone so much. Um, but I'm, I'm blessed to have a, a decent job um, that allows me to work remotely sometimes. Yeah. Um, and so I don't have kids. Um, so I, you know, I, I can splurge, right? I'm not yeah. saving for college or anything. Um, so I find the things that make me happy, a nice glass of wine, Yes. Um, a nice dinner, yes. um, getting on a, a, a plane someplace, my family, you know, my kids, and I'm using air posts because they're really my nephew um, <laughs> and, and my niece, but, you know, they're mine, right? They're yours. Um, and so those are the things that, that make me happy. Um, family, friends, mm-hmm. you know, traveling, um, just enjoying, kicking back and making sure that you, you, you take care of yourself. Um, because, you know, enjoy it. It's, we're, we're only here once, right? That's right. That's right. Now, AJ, what about you? What do you do? You know me. I'm simple. I know, but they they don't know you. It's all about having fun. (laughs) Uh, People, when I go to work, they ask me, do you ever work? Because I tell them, no, I said, I come to work to have fun. When I leave here, I go to work. And so I've always tried to maintain that kind of mindset. Like I, I never wanted the job to be that thing that weighed on me so heavy. That's why I was able to do these 40 years without even blinking because it didn't seem like I was wow. working. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you hit the nail on the head. Family is always important because at the end of the day, we're all just like you said about MI, how we are part of that lineage. Family, we're a part of that line. I know how close you were to your father. I know that death had an mm-hmm. incredible impact on you, but I see how you and your mom's role and if it was heavy for you, I know it had to be equally heavy for her. You keep mom Dukes looking well, keep mm-hmm. her nice and tight out there traveling. I, I'm following her. Hey, oh, I like that. <laughs> and and your your niece and your nephew, they yes, doing well. Yes. We didn't even talk about your brother who's out there. He yes. got big shoes to follow because he got to follow sis. <laughs> so family is important. And I, I love the fact that you give them their own space to do their own thing, to be their own people. It's not about dictating their lives. It's about putting the framework around them, giving them that foundation and then letting them go do their thing. Mm-hmm. And then lastly, for me, hands down, without question, a day in my life without music is a day full of death. Wow. I have got to have music, whether I'm listening to it, whether I'm playing it, whether I'm sitting <laughs> in the seat, watching the show, uh, mm-hmm. the way you mm-hmm. love to travel, I would travel around the world and, and just sit in concert venues just to see music because that would be thrilling for me. So yeah. those and are I'm the still things waiting that for my tape, to. but I ain't going to go there. Yeah, I tried to keep that. I, I was trying to keep that on the road. Like, okay. All right. Mm-hmm. Okay. Somebody breaking promises. Still, promises, still waiting for my, my, my tape, but... And, and and before we go, um, okay. I just want to let you guys know that, you know, I stalk to on Facebook and <laughs> I really admire um, the family connection. Right. Um, I joke with AJ. He's a complete nut. That That's that's not a joke. He is a nut. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> I do love um, the, the way that everything is displayed in pictures like your family unit. I absolutely love it, right? No matter what's going on, it's it's a Jones event, right? Yes, the pictures, yes. you know, everyone. And I feel like, and I think I may have met Kiana maybe once, um, mm-hmm. but I feel like I know Kiana. I feel like I know Isaiah. I feel yeah. like I know, you know, AJ Jr. So it's, I love the way that you guys love and display family. 
that, that's you. touching. And, and yeah. I don't say that lightly when I said that, you know, you guys are one of my favorite couples. Um, as AJ has pointed out, it's been since, you know, the, the end of the 90s. Um, yeah, we and back. it's like, you guys are one person. Like, I look at you, I'm like, damn, they look alike. You know, <laughs> you guys are, you know, it, it's that tight. It is that tight. And I Thank admire you. that. Thank you. Thank you for Thank saying you. that. feel the I same way about it. you? Yeah, that's yeah. how I get my joy, by the way. My joy comes through my family. Everybody who knows me knows that my joy comes through my family. But I'm going to give all the credit to Al when it comes to displaying. He is our, I tell him, he's our documentary yeah, person. Yeah, that's what I do. He, 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 yes. spends, he spends his whole life documenting this family. And I, I sit in awe sometimes when I think, when I look and I see the layers. It started out with just me and him and then Kiana and then me, him, Kiana and AJ. And then here come little Isaiah. And now we have Naomi. I'm like, this, our family's growing now. Our family's yeah. growing and I love it. I love it. Yes. But, um, but yeah, he's, he documents everything. Sometimes I don't like it because it's like, okay, no, don't. Okay. that picture. I can see some of the pictures. It's like you, you probably just um halfway killed him right before. Yes, yes. I can see it. But like, I love uh, it. Like I felt like I was at Kiana's wedding. Hello, can we? Yes, talk? yes, 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 yes. Oh my yeah. God, I, I love have a it. simple model, Karen. It goes like this. I don't care if you don't want to take the picture. This picture is not for you, because you're gonna leave this world, and people mm -hmm. are gonna want to know about you. And you know how they're gonna know about you by that damn picture I took. Yeah, now that's sit true. Down and smile. Some you of just them... you just ruined it by cursing them out to take the picture. See, yeah, did I start? You know? By saying AJ was crazy. That's what yeah. I tell you. Sometimes you got to take it there. They'd be like, uh, my face ain't right. I'm like, sit down, shut up. Like, and like, and take the picture. Why did you post that picture? I look awful. Look how fat I look. Oh my <laughs> God, Al. <laughs> they don't, they don't know that, you know, you, you need to adopt that you, he can't post the picture at least until you see it and give you an opportunity to take it over if well, you don't like Lately, I'm gonna give him some credit again. Lately, he shows me. He goes, "This the one I'm gonna use." Okay, which one? This one or that? Yeah. <laughs> because You're he doing knows. a good job, Caroline. You <laughs> seriously? Like I'm telling you, I'm I, slipping. I, I I gave him what twenty stars, right? Right? I gave you him did. twenty stars. Like, damn, what they do on that vacation? What did they do? <laughs> <laughs> oh Even yeah. Even Penny said that. Oh my god. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. I forgot. <laughs> That's right. That's right. But he has come a long way. I'm a, I like to give credit where credit is due. And you know, he's been he's been great. You know what I oh. think? I don't think it's me. I think it's little Naomi. That's what I think. Mm -hmm. I think well, Naomi. You know, it's radiating and, and it, yes. it's coming out. I mean, I've known you guys way back when and I, I absolutely love it. Yeah, thank you. I appreciate it. You're welcome. All right, oh, this so, see, I told you there's no reason to be nervous. No we just have a candid conversation, right? Isn't yes. this fun? This was. Okay. So you have great. to make sure you send me the, the link, because um, I was out with my girlfriend tonight. We left work, and I was like, let's go out to eat. But I only got, got two hours, because I got to be home by 7 o'clock. <laughs> so I told her what I was doing, and she's like, well, let me know how that turns out. Yeah, see, I'm so glad you I'm it. so yeah. glad you came on. And when I told Al I wanted to start this series, right? Because it was gonna be all about fun and about joy and about uh -huh. living your best life. He said, he said it. He goes, Well, then the first person you need to get on this podcast is Karen. Oh my goodness. And I was like, <laughs> Oh my god, you're right. You're I right. Sure you're did. absolutely <laughs> right. You know, so and, and I, I told him and looking at your 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 um anniversary pictures, and then I get this, I'm like, what is she talking about? <laughs> yeah, because it was your, just your that fast. It was just that fast in that moment. I was like, You're absolutely right. Yep. I picked up my phone and I I didn't have your phone number because we don't change phones so many times that your phone number, but I, I knew I could catch you on, on Facebook. <laughs> So Hilarious. I said, I, I did my little thing and I got to tell you, you're like, well, okay. I saw Al, I said, she in. She, she, in, said, Al, she, she in. in. He's like, what? I'm <laughs> like, she's in. <laughs> oh my goodness gracious. Yeah. Like oh, and you're going to be my co-host. I said, That's what? right. That's right. We're going to make it more fun. I was like, is that even a word? More fun? More funner? More funner? <laughs> make it up. Make it up. That's that's part of life. Dude, every word was made up from something. Yes. Yeah, so we're going to have more funner. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this was awesome. Thank you so much. Thank you for coming. 
And I want to thank my guests for listening. You've been listening to, in case you don't know, you've been listening to Real Talk with Real People, a candid conversation with me, your host, Dr. Caroline Theodore, and my co-host tonight, Mr. Albin Jones Sr. And of course, my guest, the fabulous Karen Everett. We want to thank you for joining us, and I will see you again next time. Thank you all Yes, so ma'am. Much. You guys have a good night. Okay. Bye.